So here we are. We are in the last Sunday of 2020. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a, of a private moment, okay? I'm, I'm going to break up with 2020. You guys, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break up with 2020. It wasn't working out how, as I'd hoped, so it's, we're, we're going to be done. I wanna, I'm tempted to just ghost 2020, right? Just like not return its texts, not think about it. When I see memories that come up on social media or uh, that, you know, on my, my photos, you know, my iPhone showing me key moments of the past. When it comes up 2020, I'm just going to look the other way. Like I want to I just ghost it, but avoiding it I know is going to increase anxiety because I wouldn't have finished well. And so as we have this moment to get around God's word together, I want to talk about how to end a year well. Not all of us are that good at ending things well. We just want to ghost them, move on to the new, but we're going to want to talk about ending things well. We have been counting the days, haven't we? I mean, it's just been like, hey man, one more day till this 2020 is over. And the memes are everywhere online and hashtag 2020. And we're going to be so done with this whole thing. We've been counting because it's been rough. And we're not going to lie. This has been a rough year in so many ways. And the interesting thing, of course, is that life is... Life's hard, we know that. And life is always hard. But man, 2020 has been rough. And so we've been counting the days till the end of it. And there's no need really probably to sort of rehash all of that, but we do know that it's been one of our roughest years. And no matter what your personal circumstances, some have suffered more loss than others. But all of us have experienced a difficult situation this year. And so what do we do with that? How do we end a year like that? What do we do as we look back and then look forward? What do we do with the New Year's Eve or the last Sunday of 2020? Well, there's a word in the book of James that I think is instructive and it's a familiar text. I'd like you to turn with me to James chapter one because it describes what we do when we encounter difficulties, trials, So here it is. Uh, I I hope that you've got some fresh ears and eyes right now to James chapter one. If you're familiar with this text, that you'll see it afresh again this morning. And for those of you that this is new, there's just, this is solid gold. This is so good. So let's read the whole three verses as um, as we begin. James chapter one, starting in verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, maybe you'll have, hopefully you'll have that text open. You can leave it in front of you in your own Bibles or you, um, as we kind of, because I want to parse through this and think and ask the question, like, so how do I end a year well, a year that's been full of trials and temptations and difficulties? How do I end it well? I want to see what this verse has. So let's just tear it apart a little bit. And we'll start with the very first word. The very first word of verse two says, consider. He's going to go on to say, James is going to go on to say, consider it pure joy. But that first word consider is instructive. Because this year, for us to end a year well, number one, we're going to have to reflect well. We're going to have to consider. 
We're gonna have to do some reflection about what really went on this year. This whole passage in sum is gonna, is gonna tell us that in fact, that, I mean, the, the, the passage in total is essentially saying that in God's kingdom, in God's economy, nothing is wasted. And so let's consider the truth about this year, even though it's been a man, I'm gonna break up with this year kind of year, that in fact, God has been in it. And so we wanna consider well, reflect well, not just ghost it, but actually think about the year in godly ways, in wise ways, with spiritual, Holy Spirit discerning eyes. We wanna reflect well about 2020. The scriptures talk to us about not just ghosting uh, uh, our days, not just putting our past in a box and locking it up and throwing away the key. The scriptures actually talk about in Psalm 90, you can go find this. Psalm 90 says that let us count our days. Let us number our days and therefore gain a heart of wisdom. Now I know the context of that passage, if we were to study that passage, we'd go in and it's kind of interesting. It's basically kind of encouraging us to remember that our life is short so that we live well. But, but the idea of numbering our days is not a foreign concept in the scriptures that there's this idea of like, today's the day that God has given us, right? This is the day the Lord has made, Psalm 118. Um, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be, Psalm 139. Those are just a couple that come off the top of my head. Like there's just, there's this idea that we should be thinking well about the days that are in front of us and that are behind us so that we think with godly thoughts. So as we reflect well, like what is true, church, about 2020? What's true about the days that comprised that year? Well, there's lots of facts that we saw. There's lots of struggles that we had, but here's some things that are true. God was there. These were days that God gave us. These are days that God walked with us in. God was there. One of the enemy's greatest targets is that place in you that is tempted to believe that God has vacated your experience, your life, your world, your domain. That God's not there. And that is never true. So when we reflect well, when we consider with godly wisdom what went down in 2020, one of the things that we're gonna realize is that God was there, right? God was in it. God's in it. No matter how difficult things are, God is in the midst of that. And so if God was there, now think about it. Let's just, what are the implications of that? If God is in it, God's goodness was gonna be in it because God is always good. Even when there's evil, even when there's brokenness, even when there's loss, God is always good. So God was there and God was good. Now, by the way, if that's all you could hear today and you need to take that and put it in the deepest places inside you, take that truth. God is present and God is good. Again, that's what the enemy wants you to disbelieve. He wants you to believe that God is not there or if he is, that he's not good to you. And he's not strong enough to overcome the evil and the brokenness and the sickness and the disasters that befall us in this world. But God is good and uh, God was there and God was good. And keep going in terms of what are the implications. And so God had, this is a reflection that I've had to have in my journal. So God has been there for me. He's had things for me. He's had things for me to do. 
Come on now, we can't miss. If God's there, then he's got things for us to do. He's got things for us to learn. He's got things for us to, ready? Your good father has things for you to enjoy. Those are all parts of 2020 when we reflect well on the year. He was there, he was good. He had things for me to do and to learn and to enjoy. And so part of that reflection is then to realize, so I grew. You grew in 2020. God grew you. That's part of considering what happened in this year. It wasn't a waste of a year to throw away. God was present and good and had things for you to do and had things for you to learn, had things for you to enjoy and had and brought growth in your life. Those are all true when we reflect on 2020. You know what else is true about 2020? That I sinned. That's what happened in 2020. I sinned. I moped, I coped, I doped, I did did all kinds of things. I I checked out. Those were all true. And as I consider 2020, I have to realize that even though God was there and good and had things for me, I always didn't enter into those things. And so I missed some opportunities. And so I want to enter into that reality that I didn't have all of the, um, I didn't take advantage of all of the things that God brought. The summary is when we consider what happened in 2020 is that God was with us in another year, ups, downs, good, bad, easy, hard. God was with us and we had the opportunity to walk with him. That's how we finish a year well. We consider what went down in this year. And the truth is what happened was God walked us through a year. Did I live into that? Did I receive all that he brought? Was I the man that he wanted me to be in each and every situation? Have I repented of all the ways in which I bailed on that? That's considering well, thinking well. This was a year that God wanted to walk with us. As I quoted from Psalm 139, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That means that God was part of all of this with us. I need to consider that. I need to reflect well that he was in it. And instead of writing it off and ghosting 2020, I need to think about what I needed to learn and apply that wisdom to 2021 and the years ahead. Because God brought me through 2020 to be the man he wants me to be today and tomorrow and January 1st and at the end of the next year and at the end of the next decade. It's all part of God's work in my life. If we don't do that and we just dismiss it as a, as, a, as a write-off year, we're gonna miss what he had for us and what he needed us to be about and what he wanted to grow inside of us even in the midst of the difficulty. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the year the Lord has made. The scriptures say, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Which leads to the second point, that there's a sense in which because God is in it, no matter how difficult, because God is in it, there's joy to be found. So not only do we reflect well in ending a year, but we find the joy. We count our blessings. We write them down. We count our gratitudes. There is a, the text says in verse two, consider it what pure joy when you go through these, even through these difficult times. You consider it joy. And again, the text is gonna go on to talk about the depth of meaning of why it is that we can consider those things joy. But we will find joy if we are ending the year well. Even if there's been difficulties, we'll find joy. There's things that we can be grateful for. And we gotta find those if we're gonna reflect well and end the year well. There's so many categories. 
in which we can find joy. I mean, there's blessings in 2020. For some of you, there were huge blessings. Some of you had babies. Oh, baby, babies. Most, many of you got puppies. Most of you shouldn't have, but many of you, they were blessings in the year. There were, some of you had big blessings. You did, you had a baby. I, you know, the fact that you had a baby in 2020, man, I pray that there's no, you don't carry a thing of like, yeah, they were born in 2020. No, no, no. This is a year that God was with us no matter how difficult it was. And so there's been big blessings. There's been smaller blessings in people's lives. There's blessings, big, small, tiny, small blessings. Some of you changed jobs and found that that was a great joy in your life. There's been tiny blessings. Some of you were realized, man, I cannot believe that I don't have to commute to my office. And for you, that was a joy. And it's difficult for us to write those down like, man, this is awesome because the world's on fire and people are dying. And we're worried about getting sick and we're not with grandma at Christmas. Like there's a, there's a lot to struggle about. But friends, part of recognizing that God is in it is that we can count those things that are blessings. And we can see, so there's blessings, big, small, tiny. And we can see that there's silver linings. That's another category where there's joy. There's silver linings and we hate, we kind of feel a little guilty going, well, there's a silver lining here. I'm getting some more time with my spouse or I'm, you know, like there's, there's parts of this experience that had some positivity to it. Listen, that's not wrong to celebrate that, to recognize in the midst of the difficulties, God can still come and bring these joys. Let's count those joys. Consider it pure joy, the text says. There's blessings, there's silver linings, and there are difficulties. But the scriptures teach us that even in our difficulties, we find joy. Why? because of the reflection that we've just done, because God is in it and he's good and he has things for us in it, the grace of God that'll show up in the midst of whatever it is that we're carrying, dealing, facing, whatever the devil, the world, the virus has brought our way, God will meet us in it. And so we pause to give thanks to God and recognize his presence in the midst of it. For that we give thanks. We don't give thanks that, that, that 300,000 people in our country have died because of this pandemic and the world is suffering and people are losing their jobs. We're not giving thanks for those details, friends. Come on, God is not an ogre. This good father is saying, listen, there's evil in the world and there will be these tears and this death and this destruction prior to my kingdom coming fully, but I will be in it with you. And in that, we're grateful to God and we find joy. Listen, you've experienced loss and your losses matter. And it's going to take us, you guys, I, well, I don't know how many more losses we're going to experience because we're not through it. We know that. When the calendar switches, that's, that has nothing to do with the fact that our world is still a difficult, difficult place to live on a good day. It's going to take us a while to get through these losses, to process this grief. Do you hear? I, don't just gloss over this in some Christian way. I'm not saying like, hey, God's good, so get over it at all. We're going to walk through a grieving time that will last months and even years for us. And as we grieve, we get angry. And of course we're angry. We're angry because things are not as they should be. Your losses matter, and it's been rough. 
But if we're going to end the year well, we're going to reflect well that God is in it. And we're going to find gratitude, even joy, because he does not leave us as orphans, but has come and adopted us into his family and cares for us as his children. Amen to that. So we're going to reflect well. We're going to find joy. And, but the rest of the passage, by the way, says that we're going to find joy not just in the blessings, small, medium, tiny, not just in the silver linings, not just in the, um, the grace that he brings in the midst of the difficulty, but there's a bigger thing that happens. And I'll get to it in just a sec as I finish up. But the, the, the rest of the text goes on to say that we're going to, consider these trials joy because if we persevere, then whatever God wants to do in the midst of it will take place in our lives. We're not going to miss what God has for us. There's a deepening and a healing and a maturing and a growing. All of that stuff is going to happen if we persevere. And so we take joy that God's not missing a beat. Even though it's a difficult year, our transforming good father is bringing beautiful fruit inside of us if we persevere through it. That we should be grateful for. Like, how are you turning, God, the incredible devastation of this world into something beautiful? That's what he does. Man, that's such good news. I mean, growing and maturing always sounds so difficult. It sounds so unwanted, but the truth is, no, he's making us who we were meant to be. We're becoming more Eden-like. This world is becoming more like his paradise that it was intended to be and one day will be when the, the kingdom comes in its fullness. All that we're longing for is being made from the inside out and God uses difficulties to do that. That's why we consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. So how do we end a year well? We reflect well that God is with us and we count our blessings. We find the joy. And third, we finish strong. We finish strong. We don't in the midst of the, when the race gets rough and we're at the end of it, we don't just sit down on the edge of the curve and be like, dude, I'm out. You know, this is what we've trained for you guys. This is what we've walked uh, uh, with God about that to end a year well, we're going to have to finish strong. The text says in verse three and four that, that um, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It produces perseverance and perseverance has an impact. And that's that maturity and that completeness that we were talking about. And so we want to finish well. We want to persevere. All of us that have ever trained for a longer race, you know that in that training, you get to this place in your training where you're pushing yourself to the next level and you're like, oh my gosh, this is, I'm so done with this. I just want to lay down and die. I just want to call my wife and have her pick me up and swing by Taco Bell on the way to get me. Like, I don't want to run all the way home. The truth of the matter is that we want the outcome. We want the life of being a marathon runner, but we don't want the lifestyle of having to go through the training to get there. Come on now. But this is what's happening in this, that if we persevere, then the, the impact will happen. If we finish well, then the growth and the maturing and the perfecting that God is doing and the blessing that he wants to bring our way will have its effect if we hang in there. What does it mean to hang in there with him? It means that we apply these truths, that God is here and he's good and he has things for me to do and to learn right? And to enjoy. And we walk with him led by the spirit, living in holiness. 
That means living according to God's plan and will. Not coping, moping, doping. We gotta finish well. That's how we end a year well, friends, is that we finish it well. We go, all right, God, what'd you have for me? I got it. Where did I bail? I repent of it. Like, I'm gonna finish well with you. The true benefit of the year is not gonna happen unless we hang with him and live in those truths. And the implication here is that we, in fact, have bailed. We haven't finished well. We're tempted to kind of take the shortcut. The message version of this scripture in, uh, in James chapter one, where it says, in James one, that says, and perseverance must finish its work. Let perseverance finish its work. The message says, um, how does he phrase it? He says, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Isn't that cool? Don't try to get out of it prematurely. Like, let's go all the way into it, man. What do you have for me, God? As opposed to coping, bailing, running from you, living in denial, ghosting the year, putting it behind us, whatever. No, we walk with God in his power and his grace. Remember when we talked about during the Ugly Within Us series, we talked about that idea of reflecting, being honest. How have I bailed on this process? How have I not received what God has for me? Confession, no, God, that's not how I want to live. And submission, no, you're it. And I want to walk with you and receive everything you had for me in this year. And then turn the page and walk with you in 2020. So we turn our backs on the temptation to take the shortcut, to bail out, to cope, to run away from the difficulties. No, we walk into them with God and receive all the grace and mercy that he has, everything he wants for us. And so to finish well, we gotta finish strong. To finish this year well, we gotta finish strong. So we reflect well, we find the joy, we finish strong. And then fourth, the text goes on to imply and realize that then you have what you need. You have everything that you need in abundance. Daily bread has been given to you and it's been given to you in basketfuls. Whatever you have needed, God has been there to give you. Verse four, again, says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Look at that again. If we hang in with God, we will be mature complete, the text says, not lacking anything. That's crazy talk. Have you seen that in that verse before? If you hang in with God, no matter how difficult the circumstances are, no matter what kind of loss we have experienced, no matter what grief that we are not even beginning to process, much less getting over processing, no matter what that is, if we hang in with God, we will have every thing we need to do life as he's called us to do it. And we'll lack nothing. Part of the fear of walking through a pandemic world is that there's scarcity. My job's gonna go away. There's not enough resources to go around. I'm gonna lose my health. I'm gonna lose my life. I'm gonna lose somebody that I love. The world's never gonna be the way that it was before. I've lost so much. And the scripture promises you'll have everything that you need. That's how generous and gracious our God is. No matter what we've lost, what we need is there. Daily bread has been given. His grace is sufficient 
for me. All of that is scriptural truth that we reflect on. And all I can think about is the disciples when Jesus said, why don't you feed all these people and give them what they need to eat twice in the life of Jesus. 4,000 people in one instance, 5,000 in another. Everybody's like, there is not going to be enough to go around. And Jesus multiplied fish and loaves. And everybody had more than they needed. This is the generosity of our God even in the worst time in most of our lives. We'll have what we need. So it was not, friends, the waste of a year. That's not the end of the story. How to end a year? Well, we reflect well, we find the joy, we finish strong, and we realize that he will give us everything that we need to get through. So, so I'm not gonna ghost 2020. Oh, we're breaking up for sure because it is not working out. But I'm not gonna ghost 2020. I wanna be able next year when I run into 2020 out in town, I wanna be able to look it in the eye and know that I finished well. That the end of it came with me knowing that God had been present not minimizing our losses, but knowing that God had been good, knowing that there's, there was joy in it, knowing there was things for me to do and to learn and to enjoy and finishing strong, running away from the things that have kept me from walking with God in the midst of it. Now I'm gonna finish strong with 2020 and then know that therefore that year was not a waste. For our God will give us the grace to encounter whatever it is that comes our way. Friends, if you lock in that message with 2020, you're on your way to healthy grieving. You're on your way to processing all that God had for you. And you're on your way to living 2021 the way that you should. The way that life was intended um, that God intended to bring you life in it. And so may you walk with God as we go forward. Because in the end, that's our hope. In the end that we bow down and we say, God, I can barely stand. I'm grieving. I've lost, I'm lost. I'm worried. But I will bow down and submit to you that you're worthy of my life. You were in 2020 and you will be in 2021. So let's come to him again with our hearts and worship him with all that we are.